The powers of the universe had brought three malevolent minds together to form an unorthodox alliance. Through the marvels of technology and by the power of Craig, you have found them. First, there's Cat. Holds the powers of dark knowledge, horror movies, and too much true crime. And then there's Keller. With dominion over the bot Craig, she wields control over technological forces and has possession of the sacred written word. And then there's me, Dick, the keeper of the ancient films and knower of all facts that are fun. And together with their powers combined, they are the Clip Critics. Yay! Okay, hi, good morning, everybody, all the things. <laughs> I thought she was having a stroke. I know. She was like a mime having a stroke. No, I didn't. It tingles. It's not a visual medium, but I was flailing my hands in eagerness for the recording to start. Good morning, everybody, because I am um, 420 friendly and haven't slept, so I didn't want to lose my train of thought, and I was telling the Only computer. Only 3-5. Huh? <laughs> Only 3-5. We're nowhere near 420. It's 420 somewhere. Don't worry about it. Moving on. <laughs> this week we watched, we did watch another, I guess this is, it is a nomination one, Oscar. Correct, for Best Animated. Yeah. yeah. For Best Animated, which I found interesting because, like, animation is a very small part of this film. Uh-huh. Why was it in such a huge category for the, yeah, I, I get that. Uh. But it was adorable piece of animation, and it was Marcel Shell with shoes. Yep. Yes. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. And like at first, when I it okay, so I actually I have a question for everyone to to start this off, so we start to move into it. How did you feel at the end of this movie? Tired. <laughs> Disappointed. Bored. Oh, no. Glad it was over. <laughs> okay, was like, did the, was there any piece of the movie that you got were able to get emotionally attached to either of you? No. Okay. Yeah, there was, but at the end of it, I I I was disappointed not because it wasn't wasn't good. Like I did enjoy it. I was disappointed because the hype that I've heard about this and and. And I guess hyping myself up for it wasn't it wasn't that like I was disappointed because I expected more and then I got what I got. Not that it wasn't bad because, like I said, I I did enjoy it, but I guess I was expecting more. Of course, as, as I know, at least Cat knows, I hated this film so bad. Mm -hmm. I was so bored. I kept falling asleep. I I had a hard time focusing on it. It was. Like, I, I could follow, I felt nothing when the grandmother died at all. Like, I know they wanted, I couldn't stand Marcel's voice. I absolutely hated it. It grated on me like, like, a, you know, nails on a chalkboard. I would, like, I love, like, Freya Drescher. I love her voice where that grates on people. But that feeling you get when you hear Fran, that, you know, for normal people and not me, that's mm -hmm. how I felt when I heard this character talk. I'm like, oh my god, will somebody just step on him? Ooh. And it never happened. No, no one steps on Marcel. And Marcel is actually played by Jenny Slate, who's like one of the 
co-writers also, I believe. Um, but I, like, I didn't have a problem with Marcel's voice, and I even was able to find Marcel a little bit endearing, which I think is kind of what they went with with his design. He's very... Yeah. Like, Marcel's age... What was his... His age was unclear to me as we move through the movie, because there's parts where he seems much older than he does in the beginning. Yeah. Like, I... I... I felt like his age fluctuated. Like, they didn't have a standard, oh, this guy's 18 or whatever. It felt sometimes that he was more on the adult side. And then other times where he was, like, two. Like, like almost it, infantile. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think that was on... The more I watched it, the more I, like... So my feeling at the end was kind of like yours, Keller, where I was... Richard was so upset, guys, that he, like, recreated shells, stuffed them full of delicious things, and then ate them super proud of himself. I call these for Marcel. the movie. And <laughs> I, know what I, I know what we're having for our, the Oscar, Oscar. Oh, my God. Oscar. <laughs> I can word. Stuffed shells. Oh. Write Marcel on each shell. The voice cheese. wasn't the only problem for me. Um, it was also filmed like a reality show. It was done with a documentary feel. I, I like documentaries. I hate reality shows. And that that they had the right mix of everything I hate to really just overtop me. Right. Which, so it was too many things. From the beginning. Right. Like I was like, what on earth? Oh, oh, I. I this this movie will not be in my collection. The, ooh, that's a that's real disdain as I, far as like I don't movie. intend to ever right. watch it again. Um, but I the, might. Weirdly I, enough, I had a hard like I said I had a hard time staying awake. It was super boring, and I, I'm somebody that stays up till midnight. So you know me, I, I watched it late at night. I mean we we started at like ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. But it's not very long. No, I I kept flipping in and out, and I'm like, "Oh my god, is this ever going to be over?" It was so monotone, and it kicked yeah. you. Well, as we go through it, I'll be interested to see how many pieces you actually remember as we yeah. talk through it, because I want to know how many times your brain like just walked away. Walked away, yeah. Without I, you, without you. I knowing. struggled. I don't usually struggle like this with movies, and I struggled with this. I didn't want to finish it. That's surprising that it. Well, to be fair, it was real dialogue heavy, and it was. I like I like I was getting ready to say with Keller. It's I had kind of the same feeling where I was like I remember hearing a lot of really exciting things about this and now I'm kind of like, huh. That was a movie. I had a hard time believing anything that this could actually ever happen with this. The 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 shell clearly had, you know, everything was, it was a very big work of fiction. It was very hard to relate and bring into the real world and it felt like they, they tried to do that Alvin and the Chipmunk thing where they were having him interact with humans that didn't like work so I don't well think that. they were though here I, well here's what I think they were doing. I think the whole thing was an allegory and I think there were too many cooks in the kitchen trying to share perspectives on pieces of their life that they were experiencing at this time and there's two fucking problems with that. Unless everyone is experiencing it with you, it's real hard to get people to do the buy-in. Like people have to be sharing your same experience at the time they watch the movie. 
Um, and there was also, I watched an interview and just listening to them talk about it, I realized what happened is this, so Clerks did this too, except it worked with Clerks. Cause Clerks was like, here's a movie about nothing I made with my friends. And then you got exactly, exactly that. Um, Marcel Shell with Shoes is a movie made with friends that is almost about a lot of things and so kind of about nothing. But there's a lot of allegories and ideas and metaphors and examples, but no, like, I feel like no fully rounded story came out of this. You got little bits and pieces of a lot of really great ideas for a story. And it did, like, I did feel like it It basically singed us. Like, have you seen the movie Sing? Yeah. Um, you guys? Okay. It starts off as one movie where they're sitting there and they're trying to, they're, that they're trying to enter this contest so that they can earn the money that they all need. The, the whole place burns down and suddenly they are just all together singing for free because they want to. And it literally changes the film, the whole uh-huh. plot line and the yeah. whole purpose. And yep. this movie starts off with Marcel looking for his family. Well, it doesn't even really. It starts off with a randomness. Then it turns into he's looking for his family and be like, okay, it's going somewhere. And then at the end, it shifts gears again. And it really had just no no story you could root for. It was all over the place. I did, there was a lot of whiplash happening, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so, too, with that. So, like, the, fir- the first thing I did have a problem with, I don't I didn't hear you guys mention this, but this was my thing. When I first started this movie, intros are a big deal to me. I thought my fucking sound was broken. Yeah. I stopped and started the movie three times because it stayed silent for too long. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Muffling when it did start. Like uh-huh. somebody was talking into a microphone, which I, they probably were. Yeah, it was like clearly microphone shuffling around in a little tennis ball. But it did take me a minute. And I also, like, right away, like, I thought it was cute. The color palette was fine. The lighting was pretty. It was pleasing to watch. That was all fine. It was well filmed. So I'm, like, watching it. And I'm, like, I wonder why dude knows about Marcel. And we never get that answer. We never get why he figured out and decided to come to this Airbnb to document Marcel. Oh, I, I, so I took it as he was at the Airbnb and he was bored or he noticed it and then decided that he was just going to do it because he thought the thing was cute. That's the most logical explanation, but we never get that clearly. It's just, he just starts. But to be fair, it is supposed to be like you do start with like shaky cam footage. It's all through oh, what's his is. face is lit. Dean's uh-huh. lens. Um, and it is just asking silly things, and this is where I thought Marcel was like two, because he's, he's a little kind of mumbly, and he's saying his name, and he has a little voice, and I'm like, okay, so this is like a child ass child, right? Um, but you don't really get a whole lot of information, and one of the things I told Richard was like, I don't know if you felt different about it, Keller, but I wasn't particularly bothered by this because to me it was just like listening to a child try to explain their life to you where it's broken as fuck and it's not really complete thoughts and it's no, like that's a why lit- I have my shutdown <laughs> and so to me as a mom i was like well this is just listening to my two-year-old t- if you ask my two-year-old questions this is what you're gonna get uh-huh it's like a bunch of half-formed thoughts so it was kind of cute a little bit enduring it was fine that's what i thought we were getting this whole movie and you kind of get that for like a third of the movie no, no. Instead. right. 
Um, and I thought that, like, it, I definitely understand. It was about nothing. And some of it was cute. And we, like, the bread room was cute. You didn't think the bread room was cute? I thought that was adorable. I did, too. I thought that was cute. Yeah. I thought it was a bread room. I thought the joke out of out of the the rope you made a rope out of hardy hairs, and I thought that was really funny. No, <laughs> yeah, the joke out nope. of the pubic okay. hairs. Yeah, that was that was good. I thought that was hilarious. He later makes a joke about the. I also fell asleep with that too. You I don't remember that either. I like I sh I shut out a lot because it's not so much like you are right though. It was from the perspective of like a little kid, and I immediately was like, I have no. Need no interest in listening I, to a small child explain I, something. I do that actually with kids. I will start to hear them talk, and then when I realize that they they're not, I, I have a very I have a difficulty with that. And that's I, like that's <sighs> nothing to be back. I know plenty of people who don't have kids who are like it's not necessarily that I don't like kids. I just have no attachment to children in general they're not particularly I, I find it bothersome to try to go put myself in their shoes and dumb myself down to that point because they haven't learned to to try to piece together pieces like i need i i like kids when they can make full sentences and they're alert and they're i can have a conversation with a 10 year old i was gonna say so you like the 8 to 12 range where they're still pretty sure. malleable and fun but they can talk like, Holy I started tolerating God. my nieces when they were probably, like, five or six, you know, because they... That's about when they start to form into to, humans. <laughs> like, I need, I'm, I'm, I need complete sentences. I, I do the same, same thing if people don't, don't speak English, because it, it starts off and it'd be like, I don't understand you, so I'm moving on. Um, that's, but that's fair. Um, well, and that's where terrible, I think they but... made the assumption, the assumption mistake. They were like, everyone's going to buy into the cute little kid thing. One. And, and a lot of people do point. right away. Well, but if you're not sold by that right away, like you lose a chunk of people right there. Because it is very little kid. It's not even like a really good kid actor. It is a stumbly ass story. So this is my arbitrarium and my bedroom. Sometimes I sleep in it. It's yeah. that. It's very bad. Because it's curly. Yeah. I missed the pubic hair joke. I'm kind of sad. Dude. I would laugh. Okay, so he, at one point, Marcel is, he's showing how he does all these little things since he lost the community, right? And he's like right. taking him around. Okay, I remember and seeing he that. he slides on a rope in a shoe. Right. And the guy's like, where'd you get the rope? And Marcel's like, well, I, I mean, I, well, let me show you. Because he doesn't really know what he's trying to say. And Marcel climbs in the bathtub and... He looks at the drain and he's like, I get them here. You have to take the little, the little tight curly ones. And, but see, when you stretch them out, they are really strong and much thicker than the other hairs. We call them hardy hairs. And the guy starts snickering at the curly Q pubic hairs in the bathtub. So I sort of remember know. the conversation, but at that point I had, I, I was sort of zoned, yeah. The conversation flow was with a small child, so you weren't listening to the conversation anymore. Right. I I just, yeah. I, like I said, this movie was a real struggle for me. Under I understand. And again, because I like, Orion's 10, which isn't too far away from when he was a little kid, so I still have a little bit of, like, little kids walk up to me on occasion and blabble that's the thing about small children. They just blabble little kids speak mm -hmm. at you and expect you to fully understand them. 
Um, no, I always feel like a deer in a headlight when it happens. <laughs> it's slightly terrifying if you're not expecting it. That's why I always told I told the boys all the time when they're little. Take a deep breath. What is it that you want to say? Because they'll sit there and be like, and then, and then, you know, the thing with the thing and the thing. And I'm like, okay, wait. Like, <laughs> like breathe. Like, I don't know. I don't understand. Take a deep breath. What are you None trying to None of those do? were thoughts. Right. Yeah. Try again. And, and I, I, I felt like that was part of what was going on in this one. Like, there was a lot of time where Dean would be like, okay, so what do you do? And Marcel would be like, well, the, the thing with the thing, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I'm just going to show you. Yeah, there was very much a lot of that. And it was, it again, it wasn't, like, acted in a way of, like, even an actor acting as a little child. It Marcel was, it was like watching a small child try to, mm -hmm. and they were trying to do a documentary. So, like, I kind of bought in. I was like, all right, fine. I don't really know where we're going to go with this kind of nonsense. I also thought it was a little weird that, like, Marcel seemed to be able to identify some human things really well and other things he didn't seem to know about at all. Right. Outside of the house, I understood. But inside of the house, there were some things where I was like, but you've seen that thing before. Or you've never seen that thing before. Like, if you don't know what this is, then you shouldn't know what that is. Like, he mm -hmm. knew what a KitchenAid was. And he knows he what a bathroom 60 minutes. Right. <laughs> like, but he didn't... And they knew what sports was, but they didn't really know the national anthem. But if you watch sports, surely you've seen the news. Well, I don't know. There were just some things where I was like, that's weird that we, you chose this and not that. But all right. Well, and the other thing, too, was they could tell time. So they knew when to watch 60 Minutes every week. Yeah, when they asked him, how long have you been away from your family? He's like, I don't tell time like you do. I know the trees have changed and there's gr the grass has grown and then died. And I'm like that. But he knew what Sunday was. Right. Assuming he, he knew Sunday. days of the week. Right. He knew Sunday and, you know, at 8 o'clock, 60 Minutes comes on. But he didn't Or maybe know. it would have been when the sun is here, 60 Minutes no, came on. He, he said point, Sunday. I know so, at one point he said that they they... Something about time was different for him or something. That yeah, they, yeah they it just, later in the movie, he does do that. But it is the collision of, like, you're showing one thing and then you're having Marcel kind of say another thing. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, like, that did pop up. So I understand it. Um, I'm not, we're not going to go super into it. If you want to watch it, go watch it. It is very, like, the color palette, very pleasing. It is. Um, it's very horrible. I, I do think, though, that the part, you touched on it really quickly when he, like, goes out and he's sitting on the map and he just keeps throwing up. I thought that was adorable because every time and he did exactly oh, later in the movie when he goes Yeah, and he did exactly what little kids do. Whenever they throw up they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. And then immediately do it <laughs> like It was like weirdly adorable, but probably only if you've like seen a little kid do that and you're like <laughs> Yep. Really had a hard time like like it they they say in all the descriptions that he's a mollusk, but you go look up mollusk, and there's nothing that really resembles him. So he's kind of this fictional thing on top of it that's he interacting. Looks like a hermit crab, and a cross between a hermit crab and a snail. Like I don't. Yeah. And then actually, I didn't see him as a snail at all. I wasn't really sure what he was. It was I just a shell. We just right. keep wanting to call him a snail. And it further confused me even more at the end when, like, um, 
spools of thread had eyes and you know the tampon that i thought was weird too the tampon was funny but also did not make sense i was like why is there a community of like miscellaneous living items right like the pretzels snacks like so then i was like are these actual things or these like little spirits that have possessed whatever they can find to take a physical form well, and that's where, like, I started to be like, okay, I think this has become an allegory. Like, there's lots of allegories happening because a lot of the imagery doesn't, there's nothing. Doesn't match up. Yeah, it doesn't match up to what they're showing you. And But if you took four people together and had, like, all had them collaborate. Yeah. So this, I yeah, this makes sense to me. I did think it was cute that, like, he asked, there was another very, and again, why I thought he was too, because Dean was like, I don't want to be in it. Stop asking me questions. And Marcel proceeds to ask 16,000 questions very adorably, but they are about nothing. He has this weird thing with a Blackberry, and for some reason, he's never had a chance to eat a Blackberry, and I think that's Blackberry. very strange. And then all of a sudden, only that didn't matter anymore either. Yeah, like, I don't know if that's an Easter egg or a joke about the original Marcel the Shell but because right. I haven't watched that, I don't I don't know what was with the, the Blackberry question. Um, but I did think it's funny that he stole people's stuff and he didn't understand why Dean was like the human who had a friend as a dog. He's like, you don't know any other people. Okay, whatever. Your best right. friend's a dog. Fine. And I did find that to be funny. Right. But like, I, as you... I really enjoyed, though... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, no, you're good. Um... I did really enjoy how the way he gets around is by walking through honey and climbing up the walls. It was adorable. And then if you look in the background during different scenes, you can see his little shoe prints up the walls. Yeah, because that's how he gets around the house. I Uh did also... So the part where I started seeing the allegory... I'm glad you brought that up. The part I started to be like, okay, I'm starting to see like the thing here. So Marcel and their community are very little... And he explains the cleaning lady like he fully doesn't understand her fucking purpose in life. Uh She just comes to fuck shit up for him as far as he's concerned. Right. Because everything he puts in whatever situation to survive, she comes and undoes. Yeah. So this is a very big person. I thought that was a great line. That was adorable. And Richard, you smiled. Everyone can't see it because this is not a visual medium, but he smiled just a little bit because that was funny to listen to someone say the harbinger of the vacuum. (laughs) That was funny. Um, But this is, I was like, okay, so this is a very little, and maybe this is because I'm in an at-home situation. But if you think of, just Marcel as his own being, being affected by very large things in his world that he has no control over, but that immediately affect his life on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So it's not like these are things he can ignore. He has to confront them, but he can't control, he can't do anything about that. He can't make the cleaning lady. It's like Dean said, he was like, well, I'm not going to make her stop. That's her job. Right. The only other way, the only way I know how to describe it, and it isn't even truly the way of how to do it, but the best way that comes to mind for me is when, and this can go both ways, either you grew up entirely in the country or you grew up entirely in the city and you go to the other place. <laughs> You're just so overwhelmed by even the co- by either the complexity of the city or the simplicity of the country 
that you just can't handle it. And that I felt was like, right. And that is what I felt like Marcel was doing with the cleaning lady. Like I, I'm setting up my world and she's coming in and destroying it. And I don't understand why. Yeah, it is very, that's what I got from it too. And it like very much represents that lack of control in your environment mm -hmm. that immediately affects you no matter what happens. And I was like, okay, so we're going with maybe this is performance art in the form of a mock documentary. So that's yeah, now that's how I'm watching mock, this. It definitely seemed like a mock or mock or dent. Oh my God. Mockumentary. You know no, not documentary, but like the mockumentaries. Yeah. That's right. the word. Yeah. But it tried to be a documentary at the same time. Like, yeah, well, and then it shifts at one point, like Richard said, in from documentary into a reality TV show that is still documentarying on the side. Honestly, I want to know how they got what's her name from 60 Minutes to be in this movie. Dude, the fact that that real woman showed up, I was like, oh shit. So, let me just take a moment to to to, to mention out. Dave and I watched this movie together. Right. And she comes on and you know, I saw the 60 minutes thing and he was like, "Oh, well, and he said the same thing. I wonder how they got her from 60 minutes." And I was like, "Wait." I was like, "She's on 60 minutes, isn't it Dan Rather?" And he was like, Shut Dan, up. He was like, "Dan Rather's dead." And it's like, "What? Dan Rather's not dead for the record. He's well, just he old and retired." Right. He was 60 he was minutes. So I've only seen two episodes of 60 Minutes. One's about uh, funny. Oh. One is about the Wizard of Oz, and the other one's about Angela Lansbury. That is the extent of my 60 Minutes. No, he um, retired from 60 Minutes a long time ago. But yes, so, you're right. It was 60 Minutes with Dan Rather. So, okay, so I got the newer 60 Minutes, and I was like, did I think it was the wrong person this whole fucking <laughs> oh, no, 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 that was me. I didn't realize. I thought it was some woman that they had as a mock-up in 60 Minutes. Nope. I literally kind of rolled my eyes originally because I'd be like, sure, yep. Apparently they... I don't know why they did... No, no. My age got checked as well. Um, <laughs> so, I just... I, I was very startled by that. And it I, also shows you how much I don't watch these type right. of things. Well, and that also might be why it was hard for, like, a, a mock-up one to matter. Because unless you have the anchor of, like, this is a real thing that is prevalent. But, like, so we moved through all that. But I'm going to go to um, when the YouTube video is posted. So we have, so we've done the video. It posted it. And it has, like, 84 views, I think, starting. Oh, I know. Yeah, he's so cute. And he is so cute. But this is when Marcel... Who has, at some point, Marcel has told us, uh, I don't know if it already happened or if it's going to happen, but we kind of learn about how he lost his community. And it was kind yeah. of, a, again, it was big people affecting his little world in a really extreme way. It was really shitty, honestly, but, you know. I do also think it's a little bit of an allegory of, like, divorce with children, but it's also, it doesn't even have to be with children when... There are groups and communities, people are friends. You know what? Me and Keller went through a version of this with our, with a piece of our community when there were separations in the couples yeah. and people had to pick sides and kind of piece off and you couldn't hang out with this person because they were mad at that person and it, right. it be becomes a thing. Person because that person is, yeah, it, it does. Yeah. And it's 
So Osiris, well, you're not playing Revolving Door. You're stuck in here. <laughs> round and round and round we go. Um, so I did, I thought, I was like, all right, so we're throwing that allegory in there. Maybe we're going further with that. Like, I thought, I was giving this movie credit. I was like, oh my God, Dean's going to be the guy who's in the couple. It's going to be the big reveal. And really, right. it's going to be like, that's the, it, the big tie-in. But we, it doesn't happen. That's not the tie-in that happens. But at this point, Marcel does kind of learn that his, like, the world is bigger than he thought it was. His community got taken away and they just kind of poof gone. His reaction to the map at first, though, was so cute because Dean puts the map down and he's like, oh, it's not that big. And Dean's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, it is. Right. And then they go out driving and all of a sudden Marcel is like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And it is a genuine. That's another thing where I was like, OK, so this is a genuine feeling that I think we all go through. And this is where I started to be like, well, maybe Marcel is somewhere between like maybe he's early adult age. No, and that's why we chose the grandmother thing later in life. Because if you put it in that aspect, I think we all go through this kind of ego death in our 20s where you realize the world is so much fucking bigger than you thought and holy shit does not actually know about you or care. revolve around you because, I mean, this yeah. is against kids because, I mean, that's how kids are raised, but, like, you're raised sure. when you're little that the world revolves around you. Because your community and your world is very small. He said because, 20 shells. That's tiny. Right. But not, not only that, like, when you're a kid, your parents take care of you, bring you back and forth to school. Your school is, is you know, f- there for your education. Your friends are there for your, you know, your mental and stability. It all revolves around them. Everything revolves around them. And then you get yeah. out into the real wide world and all of a sudden nothing revolves around you anymore. Well, and I feel like you get, or at least this is what happened to me, you get out into the real world and Marcel has this moment, like you said, with the map where he looks at it and he's like, well, let's just go, you know what? Well, they watch the video, then the video gets huge views. Yeah. Does this call to action? It doesn't really work out. Things go really wrong and he learns the difference between like fans and a community, which is another really big life lesson of like people with their own agenda and people who are actually your support system and your friends. Yep. Um, and those two things are not the same. But at one point, he's like frustrated by it. And he's like, we're just going to go find the car. It's a purple car. It's not even a big deal. I feel he like 20 year olds. He's the top of the city and you can't see anything. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, just find the vantage point. See, like my dresser. To him, it seems so simple and so straightforward because yep. his world is so small. And then, like, a disappointment when he sees that city and kind of absorbs the reality of how much bigger the world is and how little the world owes him or is there for him and like when he's like well is this the only one and dean's like no right yeah no this is just a piece of many cities i I honestly like the way he described it he's like this is a piece of a bigger city of a bigger one of many bigger city you know like i really like how he described that yeah Fun fact that I was not aware of, this whole movie is based on a bunch of short YouTube videos that they decided they wanted to make into a movie. That's what I yada yada threw over. I'm not familiar with the original YouTube. Yeah, I'm not either. I I mean, I don't care for YouTube videos for the most part. 
That's my I, generation. I don't know why I didn't know about Marcel. Like that's that I am a, that exact age. So I am. I am. Um, oh no. I found this article because as you were talking, it's like there's got to be other people that hate it besides me. That's <laughs> always why you're motivated to look for shit. You're like, I can't be the only one who wants to burn this. So I found this article that says Marcel the Shell with Shoes should have stayed on YouTube. And wow. I'm, All right. I'm going through and I, I, like, he does make some very good points. Um, well, if you're going to read his thing, you have to shout out the person because it's their stuff. So it's called the filmschoolrejects.com. And it is by Will DeGravio. Okay. Um, for his, he started as, Marcel, the show which he's on is not bad enough to be the poster child of this phenomenon, but it does offer a lesson to discerning film viewers. Don't be fooled by cuddly little creatures. No matter how cute and charming <laughs> and innocence is baked on the top of the movie, uneven, mostly directionless films will still be just that. To watch Marcel is to repeatedly ask oneself, so what? I mean, well, okay, so this is this is kind of the point I said. So they were, I believe what happened is this group of people who liked these YouTube videos used Marcel to tell their own personal life experiences in prevalent points of their life. But there were, it's pieces and bits of allegories and ideas and experiences. You have like four it, different people's input using Marce Marcel as like a lightning rod for all yeah, of these I'm betting that there's videos, little videos with each of these adventures that they're like, we could just put them all together. And they're all from different people's points of their life, which is probably right. why it feels I don't, like I it think does. Marcel himself was a character kind of like um, whoever, Harold in the Purple Crayon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It also kind of reminds me, and, and knowing that now, Especially with the way that Marcel fluctuates in like age, it kind of reminds me. Do you guys? At least know, it seems like it. Right. Do you guys know about the Pixie and Brutus cartoons? They're like no. little web comics. Brutus no. is a retired military dog, and Pixie is is a kitten. Is a cat. Okay. Um, she Pixie is is a very small kitten when we first meet her, and. She kind of fluctuates. I mean, she's always got this very naive tone to her, but she kind of fluctuates in age and size for a while because the artist himself wasn't sure how he wanted to pick, how wanted to depict. Oh. So in some cartoons or some comics, she was like older, and then in other ones, she was definitely a kitten and back and forth until recently, where he's like, no, it's been long enough. Pixie is still naive, but an adult now. But we'll make him grow. Yeah. Um, well, and that would make sense that, like you said, the inconsistency in Marcel's presentation of like how old and what part of life experience are we having? I also right. was wondering if maybe the shells just age faster. Maybe. Um, Thought process from this guy. He goes the film mistakes backstory for depth and effect for empathy. It relies too much on <laughs> sentimentality That's and on the hope that charm will overpower the cookie cutter template in which. Okay, that's a harsh review of kind of what I was saying earlier, but damn, dude. the story <laughs> of a cute little creature. A talking stop-motion shell with shoes is great for YouTube shtick. Fodder for a feature film, though, it does not make. <laughs> I mean, they have a whole new adventure, or they focus entirely on, like, him finding the family or whatever. I feel like if it was more you could make like driven than just this random... You could take each, like, 
a metaphor and lesson that he's going through and make like four movies out of it if you wanted to yeah. or a bunch of little shorts and clean them up really nice and put them as like the way Disney does like there's the movie with Baymax but then there's Baymax shorts where there's there's so many of them there's all of them so, but I think I think she's on to a point because if they had taken the movie and they made a couple of quick edits even you could leave the bones mainly about it mm -hmm. But you have Marcel realize that this guy was was there and doing stuff. Have him reach out for help instead of having him just become fascinated. Tell him that he's trying to find the others that have vanished. Focused on finding the family using YouTube as a medium and then 60 minutes and letting it go through. Having the end where he finds the family, etc. Maybe just in time for the grandmother to die to get that emotional impact instead of having it happen before, um, and then having it end, you would have gotten the emotional impact and more of what they were trying to do with one thought process. I feel yeah, like, like you keep the community storyline. There are a right. lot of other ones that end up seeping in. Yeah, I feel like this movie has potential. And you know how like people will bring like a pilot TV episode or whatever and be like, we want to build a TV, yes. TV show off of this. I feel like if these guys brought this as the pilot to a place and was like, we know it needs work, we know it needs revision, we know it needs to be refined, but here's our idea. Don't you want to know more about this character? Like, there could be something there with Marcel, but this is the final product. Leaves a lot to be desired. What super bothers me is that these guys, because of the notoriety, I think that this is getting, etc. They've been invited to do the Lilo and Stitch live-action film for Disney. Not that any of their live-action films are good, but that's going to be their next film. I was going to say, I, well, luckily they have an easy bar to meet, so I think they'll be all right. But I can only imagine. You know what I mean? Right, but at the same time... What are they going to make Stitch look like? God, I hope they don't. I, don't know. I, I will say, though, the scene where he is driving up to the top of the... Because he wants to pick out a car. I could not wait to see reality strike him. And I was feeling because very... Because you're dead big. inside and wanted to watch Marcel's naivete die in his and I could not wait because I was laughing. I looked at Dave as like... Such well, an asshole. This is going to get interesting is what I said. so mean. I will you're say, so though... Mean. That if these guys are doing Stitch live action, it it will they'll have more money behind them than what they had to do with Marcel. Marcel was very clearly like a home studio. We know it was a few college kids. You know they didn't have a lot to work with. If they've got the budget of Disney behind them for Lilo and Stitch, I'm hoping it'll be something. They really did say it's still going to be CGI. They did say it was going to be CGI, and not stop motion. Okay, so give okay, your budget. Budget, yeah. I would. Well, I, I'm game to see this, knowing that you know this is their next step, especially given the fact that they they're doing something a bit different and they've got the budget behind them. Like I don't it, feel like I can fully judge them because they've made this you know garage movie on a college student. I eat ramen every day. Budget. That's not fair. Richard, will you look like, up their budget? One of the things I think is um, actually it is that one of the things I said to. Richard on uh, Marco Polo was that I don't think it's a... Here's the thing. I know he had disdain in his heart and wanted me to get on board. Um, but I didn't, no, I like, I didn't like dislike the movie. Yeah, that's true. You were like, will you do this? Because I didn't like this, but you will. And I, I didn't dislike the movie, but I did by the end of the movie. Immediately, I felt like eight people had written 
I thought you would buy into Bunch the documentary style and the kid the kid feel. I did, but I then told. they kept switching. But yes, they did. They sold me on that because I can. Those are easy. Well, I, I feel like you did better than I did. Uh, six point eight million. Oh. 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 Box office. Hold on. Oh, okay. Oh, I was wow. Hang on, hang on, hang on. For a fucking I mean, if they're Sundance getting ass getting... film? Well, Holy no, shit. but if they're getting what's her name from 60 Minutes, that's where the 6.8 million went. Right? Uh, oh, that would have... Uh, yeah. Uh, hang on. Um, I, I typed in budget, and that didn't... Uh, hang on. I mean, and don't get me wrong either. I did enjoy the movie. I am just picking it apart because that's what the podcast is about yeah, well and that's why we're here and either we love it and, and you can please come with your opinions and tell me how much you loved it and why i'd be interested but this is just how like i personally absorbed it and i did start to absorb pieces of it they just holy whiplash man right it was very whiplash there was definitely a lot of back and forth it was like having a conversation with a toddler with a child it was it was learning about a child's life through a fucking child i did enjoy nan like Connie, Nan. Manicotti, yeah. Manicotti. She, she was sweet. She also kind of hit home with me in a few different ways because... You have a very recent experience with this, I too. I do, yeah. My, my aunt passed recently, and while the actual things that happened were different, the idea behind it was the same. Um, Because Manicotti falls down, cracks her shell, and it very clearly has brain damage and is dying. I just realized if you call her Nanacotti, it translate it like and you say it fast, it sounds like Manicotti, which is yeah. more shell references and spaghetti references. This movie might be really funny and we just didn't catch it. Anyway, keep going. Um and my my aunt would fall down a lot, but she she ended up having um brain cancer. So, while completely different, the, the allegory was there. and it was still there, yeah. When, after she had, after uh, Connie had her fall, and you could just see the descent and, and her try to look healthy for Marcel, like, that's what my aunt did. And it was, it was painful to watch. And it was really hard to watch. So, that, that kind of hit home for me. Um... And Marcel and Connie both kind of saying, you know, especially Marcel saying, like, you know how you, you still want to be involved in the party, but you want to be in the other room where it's quieter. Yeah. And like, see Connie walk off and she's, like, proud of him. And, like, that that all and kind that, of... I do think that, that was really filmed beautiful. beautifully. Like, that was a beautiful piece. And that, I really that enjoyed that. that. That really did. Um, yeah, I also liked the... And it's. I thought it was cute because, like... Schiller, apparently the shells didn't like bugs, but after they really needed to figure out how to survive on their own, because apparently when the couple left, what is now an Airbnb, there stopped being, like, consistent food in the house, which kind of makes sense. Oh, my um, God. Freaking bee foaming at the mouth because it's drunk was amazing. I was just going to say it, everyone. Even I was like, holy shit, is it having a seizure? Are we going to learn a horrible life lesson? And Nana's just like, nah, she just drank too much nectar. She's a little loopy. Don't even worry about it. We'll just put her in the sun. She'll be fine. She'll, I love sleep it She'll be fine. And then she did exactly what bees do. She got up, flew off, and they're like, oh, there oh. she goes. And then she smacks the window. And it's like, oh. Or maybe oh. not. I yeah. don't know. No, we don't know. 
But this is, we also get like another sneaky sneak pervy joke because Marcel is like, you, Nan's talking in the background and she's talking about how she, the worms used to freak her out, but now she really likes them and they till the dirt for her and she's, it's really hard for her to do that. But while she's saying that, Marcel's talking over her about how he hates the worms the most because they look like humans with their pants off. Yes. <laughs> the the dirty jokes that get put in there are brilliant. And again, from a child's perspective, kids say this kind of crap and don't realize they're being the most raunchiest things on the planet because they just don't understand. And our adult brains that live in gutters are like, oh my God, you they're just like snicker, 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 right. snicker, snicker. And it is played off. Like, that's one thing that I did think worked very well with Marcel was like, it does, because he sits there and he's like, a couple times, he's like, what are you laughing at? And the guy's just like, <laughs> right. And it's very endearing. Um, yeah, I thought Drunk Bug was funny. So here's um, something interesting. I can't find a budget for this film anywhere. Oh, is it? I've never seen. I've never seen something because I, I can see where it's earned money and how they're saying it's a success and blah they won't blah blah. Talk blah. I can see the dollars spent on it. I can't see find out how much it was spent on it. Oh, what? that's very interesting. That's very weird. It also says to me that it's you know college kid budget. They live on ramen. Maybe it's hard to determine the budget because they all committed credit fraud to get the money for it. <laughs> and they're like, we don't want to talk about it, motherfuckers. We don't. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> exactly. We need to wait eight to ten for that shit to be void before we can talk about oh, how we got that money. That's great. Oh, that would make sense to me. Um, and there. Oh, oh my god, that's the other thing. Is like, there's another whole allegory that you. It's. It's Dean's, like, weird background story about how he's going through a divorce and there's this thing between him and Marcel where he is getting information out of Marcel but then not really listening to him or interacting or investing right. in the relationship. He is asking for Marcel to invest in the relationship and he, you kind of get the idea that maybe that's where his marriage went wrong. Mm -hmm. Marcel says a couple, like, maybe ex-wife things, like, do you always have to be filming Maybe if you spent more time talking to people instead of interviewing them, you would have more meaningful relationships. I found it. He, like, emotionally cornered okay, him a not. couple times. No? Hang on. And Marcel's, like, genuinely hurt when, like, Dean yada yada's past. He's like, oh, I'm going to bring the dog to my wife's because after Nan falls off the dryer and people break into the house after they get big on YouTube... <laughs> Marcel tries to, like, hyper-control his environment because he's afraid of losing the last of his community. And Dean's kind of understanding. He's like, fine, I'll get rid of the dog. But also, he doesn't really take Marcel very seriously. No. Um, and he, he kind of treats him like a joke. And that's kind of how Marcel ends up learning about, like, this YouTube community that's not really a community. They're treated, He's a meme. He's something cute and funny, but they're not actually, like there to help him they're there to take pictures outside the house they're there to look cool and funny. Interesting too because you know they keep saying you know she's so cute she's this she's that and marcel just goes she like my dad wears pink shoes too my grandfather wore pink shoes like gives us that and nan identifies him as a boy right gives us that oh i'm a boy you know 
my whole family wears pink shoes, that doesn't make like like even even his quote unquote community on YouTube didn't doesn't know anything about him. Right, doesn't have the faith to pay attention to him. Yeah, and not in any genuine way. Right. Um, and so there was like that allegory happening too. And then there was the meaning, how do you build meaningful relationships after losing your spouse or your community in a really sudden detrimental way? How do you relearn to integrate into a community? So like that's its own little thing going on. Mm -hmm. There was a lot getting added as you move through. It's like, it is like four different people adding like, oh, and this happened to me when I was this age. Oh, and this happened to me. And oh, can we make him do this? Because this happened to me with me and my grandmother. Right. And it is, it is a lot of that. Um, Which again, there's not anything wrong with these different stories, but I feel like, no, like but it was yeah, a lot you know, if this was the pilot and brought to the brought to the station or the you know the the mu movie company or whatever, like this is what we have. How do we make it better? Like, this is an awesome pilot, but it, it could have run through some. Popular. Yeah, the, you know, I read a really a really uh, aggressive review of someone's once. And the review said, I'm not going to mention it because I thought the review was a little, a little tactless, but the person being reviewed handled it very, very gracefully. Um, but the reviewer said, you know, when you release that one thing and you're really proud of it and it's your first thing and you think it's the greatest thing, but it's actually shit. And I was like, mm. but then I thought about it and tell her me and you had a conversation about the book that would later become... Yes. Twilight. Yep. Yes, I said that right. I was what like, did, did I do it wrong? Yeah. So like there is that kind I think that's a little bit what may have happened here. Again, using something that was nostalgic to them, Marcel, and then inputting their own stuff as new storylines and adventure what could be storylines and adventures, but they like mished it into this we're like we gotta fit it all in here. They they got it. They had all of the ideas and all of the stuff, and they just they were like we have to fit it. And published it before it was ready. It didn't get its proofread. Right. That's what it did. It maybe needed a proofread. It says me who doesn't know fuck about shit is not a professional. Keller kind of knows fuck about shit though. <laughs> There's I a degree in I'm, that direction. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say I'm a professional, but I do have a degree. Um, has a paper, and and Richard knows fuck about shit. So, like, if we're all, I mean, I'm just saying, maybe one more person who wasn't emotionally invested should have read this. And also, um, be, you know, learning from my own mistakes and just stuff that I learned while in school. If you write something, produce something, make something, put it down for six months and forget it exists. Because when you come back that six months later, you're going to go, oh. You're the second author I've heard say that, where it's like, before you put anything out, even a painting, whatever art, just, like, walk away from it for a minute. Mm -hmm. And come back and see how you feel. Um, and I think that's smart with some things, sometimes. Um, I do think it's really pretty how, like, up to this point, after Marcel, like, kind of explains that, the fight between the humans and this horrible thing, and one of the cousins died in the horrible plant crash of 95 
Right. <laughs> what it seemed like. It was it was very traumatizing. It was. There was a lot of Yeah, a lot of divorce vibes, I felt like. It, Marcel says this really pretty thing that I did. It almost same as you with the with the grandmother thing where it like it almost got me to feels where he talks about how it's after these horrible tragic moments that these these quiet beautiful moments seem to happen that really make you kind of see how hard it's hard to be happy in those moments and it's hard to see them without thinking about what if that person was there mm-hmm. and it does disrupt your ability to move forward because everything you do from that point on becomes but so and so's not here but this was supposed to be like that but what if this didn't happen you cannot help but get caught on it and it help it's it hinders the processing time it's definitely you go through it a couple times and I was like, oh, and there was this quiet moment where I like had some feels and then we moved on. And then yeah. it's like, and then we see Dean and we got 22 million views and shit's going through the roof. Yeah. Um, on YouTube while we're sitting here. I mean, I will say that, that was a big mood changer in the film though. It, it felt very out of place to go from one scene to the next like that. Yeah. It was a hard shift, I felt like. Um, we already did that. Sorry, I'm, I did the thing where I am talking out of order of my notes, but still also kind of in order of my notes. I can't find a budget on here anywhere. Nothing. Really? By the numbers, nothing. There's no budget written. It makes you kind of wonder. Like, I mean, clearly they got someone from 60 Minutes to participate. Mm-hmm. Like, that didn't wasn't free. First time I've done that. Plus, plus they had two. What's that? Sorry, that that's me looking at the um, Marcel with shoes on. That fucking terrified me. <laughs> Keller, you cannot have mystery child voices play in the goddamn background. Um. So here's the thing. You're pretending I didn't hear anything and shit. Marcel the Shell with Shoes on, the first little snippet, which, you know, watching the first 10 seconds before you guys freaked out, is literally the first scene of the movie with him saying, my name is Marcel, I screw up how I pronounce my name. It's 10 minutes was, in. No, 10 seconds. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was like, Holy Has got 33.4 million views and was published on October 16th of 2010. That's where the yeah. meme explosion happens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Apparently it went viral at that point. And comments are turned Thank off. You. Interesting. Yeah, because they got weird. Yeah, I bet. They show it, it, some of them in the movie. Like, that's the other an, thing that didn't really have me is, like, I like cute, and I didn't find him cute at all. Really? I thought he was oddly I, adorable. I the eye was, like, you, yeah, it I don't good. know. I, it was the awkward. Eyes. One giant eyeball. It made it oh, unbelievable. He was weird and cute. He reminded me a little bit of a Tim Burton-y creature. Mm-hmm. I like Tim Burton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything from Tim Burton that I have not liked. You're like, no, because I didn't like him. Um, Tim Burton stuff is oddly cute and charming even when it's grotesque 
I mean, that's how I felt about Marcel, but I understand that you were so turned off by it. That, that apparently did not translate to you so much. This but movie I was definitely not. And I honestly didn't watch a trailer or anything going in. I was going out the title and being like, I knew Stubble Prep New Hampshire or Vermont had worked on it. And I'm like, okay, so Thank it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't enjoy this. And now that I'm, as I'm learning in this podcast that it was from YouTube, and now I know even more, it would be like them making a terrible movie of that stupid unicorn and Charlie. Ah, I would. This is way better than that would have turned out. I guarantee that. But it's a magical Leopoldon. Leopold, I forgot about the Leopoldon. I only ever remember like Charlie Candy Mountain. Candy Mountain, Charlie. Then he wakes up without a kidney. God damn it. Was it kidney or liver? It was kidney. It was kidney. It was entirely a kidney, I'm pretty sure. But they steal other organs eventually. They do, yeah. I would love a Charlie the Unicorn movie. I would watch that for the nostalgia. And I think that's what happened here is they like initiated nostalgia by mass releasing. Yeah. Yeah. Little Marcel snail issues. Um, The article that they took the the videos and they tried to, to, to put them together as a movie. That was a retelling of all their videos. Yeah. And then they were all like, well, in the interview I listened to, which is weird because the interview, this is also what I found interesting. At one point, Two of the people who made this were a set. And then at another point, they are not. So we know where that story comes from. The interview asks them all questions separately. And it's all the same questions, but it's a different interview for each person. Like they wouldn't be in the same room together. Huh. So there's clearly a falling out. I think so, because the interviewer asked pretty much the same questions, and there were a lot of the same answers, like, people didn't really want to talk about it. Like, it was, oh, we all put our own little piece into it, I don't really remember who added what. It was, you know, it was all very vague. Right. Which is probably why we can't find the numbers, either. Very possible. Um... So there, that once I watched that, and once, like, the more I'm learning, the more I'm like, okay, I I think we know what may have happened here a little bit. They did think, like, there's a point where I a little bit am, like, Dean's a, a touch asshole. Yeah. And I realize it when, like, he starts filming things and you hear Marcel doing or saying or behaving in a way that shows he is unaware of something that Dean knows. The mm-hmm. first example of it is when... He asks if Nan closes the window and she says, yeah, yeah, I closed it. And he's like, you're silence for a minute. And then Nan gets annoyed and he says, I'm not going to check. I'm not doing anything. And what we're seeing is through Dean's camera, the open window. And right. He leaves open. Which kind of pissed me off because that's how me the too. squirrel got in the house. And like, it was, oh, that actually he made- could have done something about that. Knew he heard Marcel say that that window needed to be closed, and then actively made a choice, and stays under the guise of "I just want to watch." It's what would you do if I wasn't here? Well, and Marcel, go ahead. Sorry, no, I was gonna say I was gonna. I was gonna say, well, the window wouldn't be open, but it would have been because Nan opened it. Because Nan has a habit of opening well, the window. At one point, too, he he asked him something about um, 
like if I don't remember how it was worded, it was something to the effect of, "Well, why wouldn't why why won't you film yourself or something like that?" He's like, "No, I'm filming you." Or yeah, like, he says it that, a couple times in yeah. a couple ways. Um, and then the yeah. one Marcel gets the camera going, Dean freaks out. Yeah, and it's so it took me during that scene in particularly. I thought Marcel was scared, but apparently he was supposed to be laughing. Yeah. But it sounded slightly terrified. But yeah. even, like, after the squirrel thing happens, there's another incident where Arcel is trying to do something by candlelight. We'll get there in a minute. And the candle goes out, and Dean's, like, watching Marcel struggle. And he's like, well, what would you do if I wasn't here? I want it to be, I want it to be genuine, like I'm not here. And Marcel looks at him and goes, well, the truth is you are here. Right. And, and he and goes on to talk about how, you know, sometimes he just doesn't get what he needs because he can't do it by himself. Yeah. And that's just because he survives. And there's a really, you kind of get a precursor where Marcel has a little blurb about how, oh, not only could we survive, but we can thrive and it's okay. But you go through two thirds of the movie with them literally bare minimum surviving. Uh-huh. No, I was really annoyed at the end with Marcel's parents, and they're like, even as a little one, we knew. They were Bola. intolerable. And I'm oh, like, you haven't even been there for his life. Go, I don't know no. why they were so annoying, but they were. They were super annoying. Like, I. I don't know. The mom's reaction to everything it was a lot. Felt could have been better, though, because she just gets her son back that she thought, you know, may have been dead, and then all of a sudden, all these cameras and everything in her are in her face, and her reaction is, I need a minute. Well, and it's really extreme. She's like, I'm just so proud of my baby! And I'm like, this is... This is a right. Lot. You know, that's a little bit over the top, but when she's like, I need a minute... Yeah, that she's like, you talk, right. whoever. And the dad was just not there. Cause then that, he, like, part, that was actually kind of genuine. Right. Because then he like checks back in and he's like, oh yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Like, Sorry, I was thinking about something else. What? Yeah. That that one made sense to me because I have fully been having the whole ass conversation, looked at Julian and been like, what do you think? And he's like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I'm like, who was I talking to? And he's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What were you saying? <laughs> Well, I go the opposite way. I'll have full-blown conversations with, like, the cats. Because I've always talked to the animals because they're in the house with me. And if you don't answer, I'll be like, I wasn't talking to you. Like. <laughs> don't confuse yourself. No one's yeah, talking to you. Answering. I wasn't talking to you. Like. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is funny. Um. Yeah, that's, well, speaking of, oh, yeah, yeah, speaking of, guess who Marcel doesn't want to fucking talk to, though? Fucking 60 minutes, apparently. Because right. after Nan hit her head, and after his environment got out of control, and he was threatened with losing the last little piece of his community he had, dude, Marcel goes into full-ass paranoid lockdown. I mean, honestly, same. That's true. People are breaking into his house, man. I mean, his like, entire world literally is being, um, excuse the pun, shattered. And all, <laughs> Dean cares about, all Dean cares about is, well, you could be more famous. Don't you want to be on 60 Minutes? This is the only a mere show of who we used to be. Ah, made up, funny. 
But this is the other point where Dean makes another dick move where I'm like, I'm starting to understand maybe why you're separated and you don't maybe understand why you're separated, sir. Right. Um, because he does that. Marcel's like, we can't tell Nan. I know this is a big thing and I know it's both our dreams, but also like hurt, old, big people are clumsy and you guys disrupt a lot of stuff and you don't really, I'm starting to learn that you don't really pay attention or care about our personal safety so I don't think this is a good idea. And Dean fully just leaves the email open and lets Nan read it. Yeah. Like instigates the situation 100%. Oh my God. Okay. Speaking of Nan and the computer, did you guys catch the point? I don't, I don't remember. I don't even know what Marcel and Dean were doing because I was too focused on the fact that Nan had fallen asleep on the shift key and the Z key. And it just went. <laughs> Rolling in the background with all of the Z's. Like, I don't even know what Marcel and Dean were talking about because I was so focused on that. Like, I think it was when Marcel was getting ready to call for real and they were supporting him. But you do see, like, Marcel's jumping on the phone, but just in the back, off ground, is Nan and just zzzz, endlessly behind her. It's, it's fantastic. Yes. Maybe it is like I said. I don't even know what's going on because I was so focused on that. That was, but that was a funny. It was another like just like funny, cute little. It was. It was joke cute. slipped in there. Um, but Marcel's pissed about it. Like Dean's yeah. like, we can have a small group, and Marcel's like, shut the fuck up, dude. I'm yeah. so mad at you right Hold now. On right now, we're not doing this, Nan. He's like trying to do a puzzle and ignore him and shit. Marcel's not happy. You know what also pissed me off about that scene? Because it's another instance of Dean's there, Dean can help, and he doesn't. Because when he zoom goes from Marcel trying to find that puzzle piece and goes up to the box to show us the picture of the puzzle that we're that he's working on, the fucking piece is right there! And Marcel and clearly says, man, this would be easier if we could see what we're making. Yeah. And he fully looks right at the box and the puzzle piece Marcel's looking for and does nothing, nothing. continuing to use the excuse of, oh, well, I'm just, I don't want to be involved. Right. I want to film you in your natural habitat. Pretend I'm not here. Even though he's immediately affecting Marcel's habitat by being there. He is immediately part of his environment and community. Oh, I'm, I'm um, and everything else that he's doing. Like, because him being there... And rearranging, you know, the furniture or sleeping in the bed or whatever else that Dean is doing in his daily routine is upsetting Marcel's daily routine. Absolutely. Not even, not even by on purpose or just by proxy. Like just yeah, just by the collision of like use of the environment and how the environment is being used by these two yeah. things. And it is another and that's why I kept being like, man, there are some fucking great allegories in here about right. lack of control in your environment, about learning to process separation and change, about there's so many. In fact, there are too many. Right. Yeah, there, there are too many. And it's just a touch of whiplash. But like... Marcel gets, he's like blaring classical music, like it's Slipknot, which I thought was funny. Angrily blaring classical music. Like, <laughs> angrily blaring it at his plants. His nan's like, he's not very fun right now, is he? <laughs> he's like, that was great. Oh. I thought it was funny. 
Um, but again, Dean's like, and I don't think this is one of the ones where I don't think Dean meant to antagonize this situation, but he causes a very dangerous thing to like go forward, which is he tells Nan, well, I think when you feel better, he'll like lighten up about it a little bit. And this is where Nan proceeds to hide her condition. Yes. Yeah. And that's where like real problems really kind of start because Marcel <laughs> does start to feel a false sense of security and a false sense of promise that maybe Nan is immortal. Maybe it'll be okay. And Dan doesn't have uh, Dan. Dean doesn't help any either because, you know, Marcel will say, like, right, exactly. Marcel said, well, she's getting the color back in her cheeks and it automatically goes to the piece of crayon that she's been using to color her cheeks. Like, he knows Nan is dying and does nothing to prepare Marcel for it. No, he did. He takes an entirely hands-off approach and continues to use the excuse of, well, this isn't, I'm not actually involved in this, but simply by knowing the truth, you are involved. Mm -hmm. Well, basically, he he basically pretended to be my father. That's hilarious. Gaslighter, denier. Did any of you find it weird, the weird Band-Aids? The weird weird Band-Aids? How what was weird about well he took the band-aid and stuck it to Nan's head. I just I just find it weird that for one she's a shell. Yeah, but she Why has a she hole. Need a in her. She has a hole. She has a hole in her shell. You don't want it to get infected and dirty. I think she has a brain in there somewhere. Assumedly. I thought it was adorable because you can very clearly see the crack in the shell and the hole in the shell, and his automatic reaction is you gotta put a band-aid on it. I thought that was cute. Because when you're a little kid, Band-Aids fix everything. Richard is not charmed, ladies and gentlemen, and those yet to decide he's not into it. He's not. He's like, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell by the look on his face. He's like, Keller, you're a fucking moron. Richard feels to this movie as Marcel felt toward the dog. Actually, I didn't think that about you. I thought that the movie was like, they could have done better. Well, Marcel did the best that he could with what he had, and what he had was weird-looking band-aids. So you- <laughs> and that's all a- you can do. But here's the thing. How did a shell learn how to use a band-aid? That following the through line we were saying earlier, where he knows some stuff about people, but not other stuff, which is That would not have been on 60 Minutes. Well, and, like, why wouldn't he think that that was just a, like, tape for a building? I do agree with that. That is a fair yeah. point. Why did he know what a band-aid is? I don't know. Same reason, I guess, we're assuming Dean was the only human on the planet who noticed the shell when no one else in the Airbnb ever noticed them. Right, yeah. To the point where 50 of them got packed away in a drawer. Hang on, I gotta close my door, guys. Okay, well, in that that guy's defense, he wasn't looking. He was just picking up the socks and chucking them in a suitcase. That poor guy was just trying to get out of that relationship as quickly and efficiently as possible. He was Uh. like, I... That was a man with an exit strategy, and I respect that. <laughs> so, but, like, it did start, this is definitely the part in the movie where I started to get, like, real sad and real worried. But Nan does make this, like, I got a little misty-eyed, because there is a point where Marcel's like, I don't want to give everything up for a maybe. This might not bring anything. It might not bring our community back. And it's detrimental to your health. And it's when he starts, fig- he like finds the hidden food. He he figures out that Nan's, oh, he goes to wake Nan up. 
before she can color her face and stuff, and he sees how bad she actually looks. That's it. Yeah. Um, and Nan explains to him that, like, you can't stop living because I'm dying. She has this really great speech. Um, but one of the things I thought was really important that she said is Marcella's like, but, like, what if this changes everything again? I'm working so hard to retain any piece of normalcy of our own life we had. What if this changes everything? And she said, oh, it, it will. It Absolutely will. will. Like, because that's the, that's the one constant in the world, no matter what. Right. Shit will change. Change is inevitable. Yeah. And I thought it was a, a really beautiful thing. She reads this ab- excerpt out of a book that's re- actually really specific and famous. And I'm sorry that I am a dumb notebook person. And I, I know both those things about it, but I cannot name the book. It's a very beautiful poem, though. Well, and it's popular in Vermont. Like, gra- my grandmother has read that to me before. I don't think it's Twain. It's not a Robert Cross poem, is it? I don't remember. No, I don't think it's Twain either. I don't know. But um, it, is, it is a popular poem in, in the state because it talks about the changing of the seasons and whatnot, you know. Well, And being a farming state, being very cold, being a lot of our people are very old farmers, there is that that. It's a poem by Philip Larkin. It's called The Trees. Thank you. Thank you. That's why we love fun facts with Richard. But it too. I got one in. Yay! Yay! So, but I thought it was beautiful. And All it did, I have I, like, to say to that is, in this instance, you be her, I'll be him. I no. <laughs> now I'm sad. I didn't say you be him or I'll be her. Like the actual line. Oh wait. He's sad. All right, Richard, you're canceled. I'm sad. We have this beautiful moment about Nan reading this poem about how she's going to die and Marcel will be okay without her, and you ruined it. You ruined it with incest psychosis in a pillbox hat. I've had this book for a long time, and I recently found this poem. And I never noticed it till very recently, and it was very sweet. It was a very sweet moment, and then you're immediately whiplashed out of it again because there's like the interview going on. And Michelle's, Michelle's, Marcel's doing his thing, and as it's happening in the background, while she's reading this thing, there is this beautiful scene that we talked about earlier where she watches Marcel go go rejoin, take his brave moment. He's gonna go do sixty minutes, and she's like, "Yes, go, 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 do it." This is beautiful. This is what I want you to do. You want to do it. I want you to do it for me, for yourself. And she turns and was watching a ladybug. And she's having, if you listen, I listened to this at one point in headphones. And I realized there was multiple dialogue going on at certain points of the movie. Where she is having a conversation with that bug. Like Marcel says she does. Where she's talking about like, oh, that sounds nice. Is that a nice place? Yeah, you can show me that place. Come on, let's go. And she walks off with the ladybug into the mist. And that's also the only time you see the ladybug, because normally she talks to bees or that beetle that comes and hangs out with Marcel at the end. Uh, I like the beetle. The only time you see that ladybug. Yeah, and it's not in the garden. It's also the only bug that's not affiliated with the garden. It's inside the house, and it guides her away. Yeah. Um, And... Yeah, I mean, of course, Marcel ends up 
doing the interview and is very excited, but then very worried because maybe she got moved or squished or put under something. And as it turns out, she wandered back to her bed and she went across the Rainbow Bridge. And poor Marcel is devastated. I actually thought that scene was really well done because it starts with the spiders and the drip in the drops of water, and then you go back yeah. up and you see Marcel in this puddle. And the continuity there specifically, because every time he shed a tear, it would overflow the lip just enough for the water to drop down to the spiders. I thought that was really well done. Me too. I really liked it. I really liked like the little talk he said. Richard mentions it earlier. Clearly, this little blip got in got in somewhere. Where he says, like, no, maybe Keller said it, I don't remember. But he is talking about how maybe sometimes, you know, how you feel comfortable when there are people around and you know people are cared about, but you just need space away from that. Yeah, you just need to be in the other room. Yeah. Yeah, and it is that sense of, like, she wanted to see him go off. I think Nan does mention earlier she's afraid of him not living and not experiencing life because she's not there anymore and well and and also because of her because he's so wrapped up and i have to stay home to take care of her yes that obsession with controlling that that one piece yep that's inevitably gonna change um so it is very sad and marcel's in mourning for a while and there is kind of a cute thing where dean's like do you want to sing to me i know you like to sing and he uses self-deprecation to make Marcel smile. I feel like this is where Dean really starts to change. Because he, he starts also, to see Marcel as a real thing. Right, and he also the, like, cute. colors his shoes with the permanent marker so they're black now. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and he does. And yes, we don't see Dean, but he cl- very clearly comes to Marcel and is like, do you want to sing? Let me do the humming for you. And he is horrible at it. Yeah, but then is okay with it, and he's like, I don't know how to sing, ha ha ha, look how bad my singing is, and is starting to come into that, like, actually interacting with Marcel as a friend, as a real... Right, and like you said, he sees him as a as a, a thing, a living, breathing, I don't want to say person, but creature. Three-dimensional being, like a right. whole being. You know, yeah, and not just something to record and and you do it it takes to the end of the the film but you can really start to see that change in dean it's so true too we're at the like the last quarter of the film and it wraps up so quick it's just like yeah. poof done which is wild like i and that's what kind of gave me the like oh at the end of the movie where i was like well right. oh well, okay right <laughs> yeah like okay i guess but it wasn't it wasn't bad either. Like no. I really feel like after they did the sixty minute thing, the the movie took a really interesting shift, and it was it was a good shift because Marcel is, I don't want to say free, but like free of that burden in the sense of he doesn't have to put his entire life's focus on how do I protect Nan. Yeah, you he know, actually gets to go start right, free to live his own life the way he wants to. The 60-minute thing goes live. They find his family. You know, Mm -hmm. like, all of this stuff comes into place for Marcel. And at the same time, Dean kind of, like, breaks out of his, well, I'm a judgmental, self-absorbed asshole and realizes that, hey, this little thing's got feelings and is my friend, and how do I help? Yeah, well, and has given me... I do think there's... 
there is an exchange when there's a community or a friendship or whatever between two living things of like, that's why Marcel was so upset when he was like, well, I take him to his wife. And he's like, you didn't think to mention to me. Right. You that you had, had a whole last wife or right. no, an ex, I guess. What's the story? And Dean's like, I don't have to tell you anything. We're here to talk about you. And you can't have a functioning relationship of any kind with that. It's mm -hmm. just not a, it's not actually a nice way to treat people because you are collecting input and information and not sharing that same vulnerability. And then, and then we get to the end scene, which I actually thought was really cool, even though you don't see the rest of the family again, where Dean's like, well, I signed a lease in an apartment. I'm moving. Yep, and we're still like, oh, well, you'll have to come back and, you know, I want to tell me about it. I want to see it sometime. And Dean's reaction is, what are you talking about? I'm taking you all with me. Yeah, like, you're like you all see. coming with me. And he, like, shows him around the house in the credit scene, and it's so very oh, cute. And he, I like that Marcel, like, mates nice with the dog. And they're like, they're, yeah. they're cool, but still they're a little not bit. Right, yeah. It is a dog, and Marcel is very small, and the dog is very clumsy. I did... One of the scenes that I found was very funny and very real, and it is, like Richard said, it is a nothing scene. But after Nan passes away and Dean is starting to kind of realize that whether he likes it or not, he is immediately affecting the environment he's in. No right. matter how much he's like, that's not about me. I don't want to tell you anything about myself. Um, where he's sitting in a tree. He's just sitting in a yeah. tree. Yeah. Kind of trying to recenter, and you hear a guy go, Get out of that tree. That's my tree. <laughs> it was great because he's like, oh, I thought it was the B&B's tree. And he's like, no, and I don't have the insurance to cover me. whatever you're doing. Get out of my tree. Get out of my tree. It's, it's like, well, can I just sit here for a minute? He's like, no. And I was just like, damn. Okay. And I thought that was a very real human moment of just like, I have no feelings or, and in a weird way, it's a good allegory for this movie of, I have no reason to emotionally invest in your weird tree climbing bullshit. Get out. How do you do it? Right. Get out of my space. You're in my yeah, space. This looks weird and random. Yeah. <laughs> I don't approve. Um, and I also did like how you kind of, it does kind of like mishmash where, where, um, 60 minutes, like, they find the couple, and they go through the whole thing of, like, where they can't really find the community, and they don't know what to do, but then the couple starts to fight again, and Marcel's, like, this is also the point where I was like, oh, you guys could have done something really cool with, like, making Dean the guy in the couple, and then him and his ex have to kind of face each other and leave on, like, whatever terms, or they own the B&B, that's why it's a B&B. Yeah. And he accidentally took the group of the show. There was just such a neat little bow you could have put this in. But instead, they, like, pulled an entirely random couple out of nowhere that really have no reason except for that they own the B&B once. But one was in, what, Austria? Venezuela. Um, she was basically, like, a traveling nurse, which was kind of cool, actually. I did think it was a cool call. Like, they, did, they weren't like, she's a clumsy author in somewhere. No, she was like, that. she was a nurse. Um, but they immediately start fighting. And Marcel's like, oh my god, the drawer! And as you pull out on them watching the 60 Minutes, you see that Marcel's with his community again. So it is kind of one of those wrap-ups that I'm like, like, I would have liked it better if Marcel did 
actually actively have to find a new community. Because I think it's very rare in the real world that we're given back an old community that we have to leave or are extradited from for some reason. Um, and sometimes people, I mean, obviously that's not the case in this community with the shells, but I mean, sometimes people... because yeah, they were perfectly leave, fine, sweet community. Right, they leave their community for a reason, and they don't want to go back. So the struggle is finding a new community where you fit in. Your chosen family. And I thought there was, again, there was another really good chance to wrap that allegory up in a tight little bow, but then they kind of fall back on the, like, on the perfectly happy like oh look he got his family back and now marcel's not just surviving he truly is thriving and you do get a very cute reel of a tour of an apartment um marcel with the apartment and i'm glad like him and dean stay friends but it was and then it's like that's it that's yeah. it and this is the point where i kind of just sat there for a minute and was like oh all right i and guess that's why I was disappointed, because I was like, that's that's it? That's the hype? Like, I don't get it. it was like, a lot so of... ex- I was so excited for the ending of that film. Because <laughs> it was over? Because it was over. Because it was over, yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. So I was just, like, weirded out, because I thought they could have, like... This movie, I think it, Whiplash is the best way to describe it. The only thing yeah. I did find really relatable to me personally is with my fiance and his diagnosis and the car and just all this shit going on. And you guys have had very recent experiences of too much shit going on. There is a sense in this movie of like, you don't get time to sit in the emotional response of the thing that happened. This thing happened, that thing happened, that thing happened. And you don't get time to like process it, but somehow it's still paced really slow and nothing happens. Yeah. We'll say, though, that after the third time the sink broke, and I was messaging Jeremy, and I was like, look, you've heard the expression, when it rains, it pours. And I'm in the kitchen, and it's raining. Exactly! (laughs) That was hilarious. I completely just, I found so much humor in that. Despite the fact I broke. Right, and that's the way it is. Sometimes you're just like, this is such a fucking shitty situation, I have to laugh at it. Yeah. Exactly. And like even Marcel at one point, like fucked up shit keeps happening. He's like the the, the good days are getting hard to find and the bad days are quite frankly fucking out of hand. But like I smile because it's worth it. Cause like a lot of time that was a very genuine through line for me, for sure. Yeah. Where I was like, Yeah, life's a fucking wild ass ride, man. I feel ya. <laughs> like yeah. that shit's insanity. Um uh, all in all, how would we rate this? I know Richard told me his rating. But I'm going to make you do it on the air again. I feel I different say, about mine, but I'm going to be honest about my first. And then tell you how I'm I feel. I'm going to say that my rating is probably... So my personal rating for it was like a three. By okay. the, the rating for other people, because it, for other people for that type of film, I think gets a five. Um, because it's not my type of film, which is why I rate it so low. The five, though, is for the story complexity, which is virtually non-existent. You have characters that I you disagree. Don't... It was very complex, all over the place, and incomplete. <laughs> but that's the problem. That's, it's yeah. not complete. I guess so. Yeah, that's okay. That um, is the problem. Um, I, I also feel like there is no emotional attachment to the characters. That every time they try, they shot themselves in their in their foot with it. 
There's, um, there's, you have to have very specific circumstances to connect with any of those characters. Kinda, or you have to be prone to quick and sudden infatuations with cute tiny shit. Then we go Just to animation quality, and the animation quality, there's nothing new that they bring to the table. It's not pretty animation. If anything, it's kind of obnoxious. Great. I thought he was adorable. He was. Well, the way the mouths on the shells were bothered me. I don't know why. They were done well. That was weird that they were like a, a piece and of paper. Who on earth made him shoes in the first place? There's no history there. There's How no did you get shoes for that? That are clearly human made. By the way, suspending disbelief, the movie wasn't something that would be like, ooh, and awe, and you must see. Like, I've seen other stuff this year. You look at the stuff that is that is nominated. It's a weird follow-up after, like, coming off Del Toro's Pinocchio, man. You have Del Toro's Pinocchio, you have The Sea Beast, you have Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, yeah. and you have Turning Red. Even Turning Red that I didn't enjoy... I enjoyed more than this. Pixar budget, man. It was a weak movie. I feel like the movie wasn't aimed at everybody. It was aimed for very specific. It was, but like I'm agreeing with you in the sense that, like, as far as animation, like that's that's Pixar level studio film, right? So, like, I get it that this is on a low budget, but on the other hand, maybe it's not. There is no record apparently of the budget. We don't know. We don't know. It was made over seven years. They refused help from the article I was just reading from other production companies because they wanted to keep it just them the way they've been doing it. And so, I think they did good for that. Like, if they come out someday and are like, we actually did it for, like, 80 bucks, I'm going to be like, sure. give them the award. Shit. But <laughs> I'm considering they looked like they were made out of modeling clay and googly eyes. So, uh, yeah. very cute modeling clan. Googly just... eyes were better used in everything everywhere. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. So right now, after after actually, I, I'm still missing Puss in Boots, but right now, but I'll see that in the next couple of days. Puss in Boots. Um, but right now, my vote is definitely for Gilmero Del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, yeah, I would agree with that, although... Beast also kind of had my heart. I really liked it. But Puss in Boots. I haven't I seen it yet. I wouldn't be upset if Puss in Boots or Pinocchio won. Like it's between those two for me. They're both really good for oh, what. Oh, really? Are. I have to watch Puss in Boots. Have, have you seen the Sea Beast yet? Have you seen it? I haven't seen Sea Beast. Yet. Okay. Okay. So you gotta watch that because you. We are now see falling I mean. behind Richard for a minute. Like we had some head start going on. So much yeah. anymore. I never finished Tar. Oh my god. I'm so sorry to the creators ah. of Tar. I couldn't. I couldn't go back to it. I had but so wait. much. Don't give a fuck. I'll, I'm so I'll go into this conversation after after you guys rate it because I've rated it and now I'm I'm like taking over. So I'm going to okay. fall back and let Audra uh, Keller go. I would agree. I would say like a a five or a six. Um mostly because of the the loose plot like there is no real plot and then that all of a sudden kind of like, about nothing yeah and then all of a sudden they're like oh here's this really in-depth really crazy really strong plot but we only got 10 minutes of the movie left so we're gonna rush through it and wrap it up that was definitely how i felt about the end like the end it was almost like they forgot that they were gonna have to fucking wrap this shit up somehow yeah and they were like oh fuck how do we end this and, and 
but but at the same time, you know, like I said, yeah, it looks like it's modeling clay and googly eyes, but it is cute modeling clay and googly eyes. Like I have nothing against that. Like I think that's adorable. The mouth, for whatever reason, on the on the on the shells, weird me out. But didn't have enough money to do mouth most. You know what was cute modeling clay, Mister Bumpy. Okay, now I don't know what that is, but it sounds terrifying. Bump in the night. You never saw Bump in the night. I, I think so. But weirdly enough, I remember Gumby also upsetting. I mean, I, I mean, yes. Gumby reminds me, you know, when you used to get those things of clay and it was like the four really long cylindrical tubes and they were like smushed together. <laughs> That's what I thought Gumby was. Gumby reminds me of. Genuinely, I was like, he is a, a clay stick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what he'd be. The clay stick. I don't know why he's alive or doing things, but I don't know. Gumby the clay stick. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I could definitely... I mean, I. so here's the thing. When I first watched it, I came off it. The ending was so sudden. It was so alarming, and there was so many fucking allegory-feeling shift changes that at first I was like, I mean, it's, for me, first watch, first thoughts, it was a solid five because... Here's the thing, even with all of a, like, a professional should have read through that real quick, who wasn't emotionally attached to it, I did really find it visually pleasing. I know you didn't like Marcel Shell with suits, but I really did. I liked the color palette. I thought no, a lot of the dust with, the shots with the dust were really beautiful. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed, I found it very visually pleasing. It was, it was really nice. Yeah. So my, I definitely buy into that. As far as story, like, there really wasn't much of Right, and that's, and that's my, like I said, my biggest thing. I really did enjoy the movie, but my biggest thing was there was no real story there. And I watched a movie for a plot, so I, I, it, it, felt, it felt exactly like it was a YouTube video that was too long. So I think, I think from us, that gives it, like, it's if you average it out, that's like a four and a half, five. I mean, I think if you take my personal number, it drops. But honestly, I felt like it would deserve a five under a regular viewing. That seems to be right on par with you guys. Yeah. And even Dave gave it a five. Because he didn't like it either. Okay. Yeah. So you all hit the same number. So, it, which yeah. is really weird because we don't usually have that unity. No, we don't. And, well, and a, yeah, first watch, solid five. Upon talking through it, I'd almost give it, I would even lean towards six or seven, but that's only because, like, I got to talk about it and I thought there were a lot of really interesting potential topics in here for a little series yeah, I, about a shell going through life and trying to. But you're right. That's the problem is, like, there's a lot of interesting ways it can go, but it didn't. That's. It that almost is, went there several times. It's almost, like edging. It's the like Mormons do it all the time. Don't worry about it. It's like you almost have an orgasm, but it doesn't quite get there. It's edging. <laughs> the Mormons do it all the time. Don't worry about it. And well, then Richard literally says the same thing. Can't believe we're having this conversation. All I know is it's a very frustrating conversation. <laughs> For both parties. Uh, <laughs> da -da 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 -da. But, but like, like because, I don't know, because I enjoy it doesn't it. get there, I can't give them credit for something that hasn't been done or maybes. That's fair. I do think I hold a little bit of like soft spot for it because I do think because I enjoy documentaries, I found the concept very charming and was probably willing to 
project like forgive a lot and project all over it in parts. It's an original but it didn't concept. Let me reach like a full emotional if done properly could be amazing. Hopefully, yeah. somebody takes the idea and be like, "I can fix this." And Someone will, will for sure. One hundred. Yeah, and be, and be like, "We'll edit here, here, and here, and streamline it, and finally, you'll get something good." Yeah. You'll turn one into one really good movie and then use the success to make the other and two. Then and this movie great. will go up in numbers because it inspired something good. So even if it was shit, it became good. So you yeah. guys will be fine. Don't worry about it. Your movie will, will, it will walk so someone else can run and it'll be great and Marcel will live on. Do, 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 do. Boop. Now that we are, we're done hey, with I that. Hey, I did it. I got through an episode with my own notes. It didn't like fuck it up or anything or get weird or panic. I'm hey. so appreciative of you because I watched this movie and it's like, I can't do this. I cannot. <laughs> there is like, I'm not. We've been weirdly on track today too. Like we haven't had any crazy sideline bullshits going on today. No, we're in a so, good like time. Shot. So now have we? Can, let's discuss the SAG awards just real quick. Like yes, we can do a segue to the awards real quick. Like I am super excited the way SAG just went, and um, it's actually changing some of my own own possible nominations that I'm guessing. Did it so, change your opinion on Tar? Because like I said, I still haven't finished. So Screen Actors <laughs> Guild is done is is voted on by just actors. Okay. So, oh. Which right. takes all the excess the extra media out of it. You don't have any of the newspapers, you don't have the Hollywood Foreign Press, you don't have like it's just the actors. So a lot of times their opinion is super strong. You have Golden Globes that start off the season with a feel that Oscars often emulates because the Golden Globes run down through the other awards and you kind of just see everybody mixing and going, oh, that went there, boom, 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 and everything goes. So the SAG Awards is like the last breath or the last chance that somebody's an underdog that can still pull back. Right. Um, okay. So SAG Awards, Brendan Fraser won for the win. Won. Yeah, he so, did because he is a treasure and we love him. So even though he didn't win at Golden Globes, but Hollywood Foreign Press kind of, you know, literally he wanted blocked to go him to out. that party anyway. So yeah. they blocked him out deliberately. As so, you didn't really know how Hollywood was feeling with him Bunch winning. Of bitches should have invited him regardless because it's the right thing to do. Correct. Then you take that note fact, with they grace because then they would have looked like the bigger person. And made him almost look petty, but they did not. No, they chose the wrong move there for they sure. They chose the wrong move. So it looks like he is pretty much a lock-in, which is super exciting. Yeah. The um, other surprises was that, um, yeah, that is her name right now. I am so sorry because she is such an iconic treasure. Um, did you break it? Halloween. Um Jamie Lee Curtis, never mind. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis everywhere. Okay. won for supporting. Like, supporting yeah. was up for two. Nobody expected anything for everything everywhere from that category. Really? And she pulled it off. Nice. And that was super exciting. I mean, she, she was a weirdly compelling character. Michelle Yeoh won over Kate Blanchett. For Tar. Wow. So Michelle Yeoh was, of course, in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I hear they nearly clean sweeped. Like, they got a bunch they of They really them. did. They got That's four. amazing. Wow, good for them. They got four out of five nominations. 
but they were only nominated in four categories because one one the fifth nomination they were they were both in the same category. Uh-huh. So Jamie Lee Curtis and the um, young lady that played the daughter in that film, yeah, were uh, competing against each other in the same category, in the same movie for the same category. Oh man! So them winning Best Picture and Best Actress, she won over Kate Blanchett, and she's done it twice. So mm-hmm. my 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 original Kate Blanchett is going to win, as even if Kate Blanchett may deserve it, the it it's now pointing toward Michelle Yeoh. Everybody, the love for this woman is coming out, and that is going to surpass the actual role. Right. I think, I think she, what people put it together that she was like in all these movies where she played really gorgeous characters. Woman's in her sixties, like for yeah. many years, has just been around, been around being that gorgeous woman with sword. And no yeah. one really knew who she was. Um. I do think the other thing is this, like, I, I know you're going to hate to hear it, Richard, as someone who is a true lover of movies and media and that kind of art. The, the simple reality is, is like, that shit was hard to watch for me. It had to be hard to watch for other people. Everything everywhere is fun. Even if you didn't like it, there was something that you probably were like, <laughs> I <laughs> didn't actually. There was a scene in that movie for everybody. And honestly, I didn't necessarily like Tar. I found it to be kind of pretentious, and she was a snob, but she did the role well. Mm-hmm. Like she well, had a lot to memorize. Like you're viewing it through a very like almost professional view, which I understand. But I simply think everything, everywhere, that's what people. It doesn't make me unhappy. I'm super it's happy fun. that she got this. <laughs> and of course, Kihei Wan has going to natural. He's going to win. He's won every category he's been nominated in so far. And and he deserves it. And it's I'm very certain everything everywhere is going to win Best Picture. Like it's it's just going they to happen. They've all paid their dues as actors and deserve this. I think. I, like I would feel good about it. And it's still a very mixed online review when you go to be like, oh, because I'm part of a few Oscar groups and people that are having. Well, everything everywhere was such a terrible movie, and it's not. But I, like I remember, you guys not necessarily sure. loving it. But once you saw it through my eyes, and I think that that's the thing is like, the, the those are very real points that that movie did. Yeah, and I think everybody is seeing that. And after you see the speeches from these guys, it's very heartwarming just to hear because none of them expected it. So uh, all that super super excites me. Like I'm 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 very excited this year because. Everything everywhere looks like it's going to do a clean sweep, and you have Brendan Fraser who's going to come in for the whale, and the whale deserves the accolades way over Austin Butler, which is everybody's like, oh, Austin Butler, and it's like he played Elvis, which is fine, but it's not bad. I think that's really only trendy right now because of what's going on with his family, though. Yeah, right. There's prevalent stuff happening around the Presleys. It's actually super annoying that the actor himself hasn't dropped the accent because he says he can't. Is he still talking like that? He needs to stop. But the thing is, is like, it's actually downplaying his film. It makes it look like it's being made fun of, even though he's not doing it on purpose. But something like he just needs to stop. Well, and I read an article where he was kind of sort of putting his two cents in, the, like, the family situation with Graceland, and I was like, you are not part of this family, sir. You have no business in any... Why are you here? 
Why are you here? Right. You played a care. You played a very real person in a movie. That doesn't mean you know anything about this family and their extended experience or what what is happening. And One thing. So I can you imagine being his family and some guy coming up to you and being like, "This is what I think you should do with Grace Lane, baby." Uh huh. I'd be horrified. <laughs> <That> would. <laughs> He'd be mortified. I still think it's very unfair that they gave the directing duo called the Daniels both nominations individually. Yeah, so should have done that. That's not fair. Like they that's done that with Lankowski's. No, no, and they then, were they were a pair. They were a set. Like, and they should do that with the Daniels too. And it feels like people, the only thing that makes me worried is people aren't going to know which one to vote for. So they're going to say, fuck it, and they're going to vote for someone that's not them. Yeah. So that's that's the, the one flying the ointment on that, is my feeling. They should have just done them together. Yep. I agree. But yeah, the SAG Awards were super great. And might I add, as much as I complained that Netflix was doing a live feed and you had to watch their YouTube channel to do it, Etc. So Dave managed to set it up so it would play on the TV, so I didn't have to really struggle watching a stupid. It was phone good. Screen. I'm glad. I'm glad someone set it up so you didn't have to like. Yeah, because I because I would have I probably would have skipped it. I don't I. But having I don't it, really like watching things on computer screens or t- or like phone screens either. The, what the awards have done since it's streamlined like this, they've gotten rid of the music to play people off the stage. They've gotten rid of all the commercial breaks. So instead of doing the little music to go out to commercials, a place where they'd put a commercial, they did these great video montages of the past awards. And you would see clips from people. So it didn't really feel like, it just felt like a nostalgic tip of the hat at the same time as going into each award. And that was smart though. It also took a three hour program and brought it down to two hours and 10 minutes. Wow. Because you cut advertising limitations. Right? They got rid of all the ads, of course, and and they no longer bleep people. So you could say fuck on the air and it didn't get bleeped. And it was a a great experience. Probably one of the best award shows I've seen in years. And I think a lot has to do with that. So, yeah, next week being the Oscars. Oh, it's going to be super fun. It's coming. Are we doing a final vote next week? Are we have? I know we haven't really talked about it. I know that on Sunday you're traveling here. I think maybe we have to confirm and discuss next week because of of things and stuff. But if that happens, we should probably, if you guys are up for it, like do just a quick, uh, like a quick, you know, fifteen twenty minute thing, like a a quick fifteen twenty minute thing where we just discuss our final list of who we think is going to win. For sure. We'll, we can like, do something like that. We'll figure it out. I think that's a good idea. Maybe even the night before. I don't know. Next week is up in the air. We'll tell you what's going on next week when we get here. <laughs> we will. In the meantime, you should buy Keller's books. Both of them. They're available at places like Barnes and Nobles and Amazon. I'm pretty. Hold on. Give me a second because there. I don't know where it is. I think it's Smashwords is running a yeah smash words 2023 read an ebook week um i don't know exactly when it is oh okay march 5th so it starts today march 5th through the 11th um my books are actually on sale on smash words so go buy a copy go buy each because you kind of get like two for one bundle 
little bundle deal going on. So that that's cast into Twilight and Lost City of Light, right? Yeah. Did I do yeah. it? Yeah. It. Mm, mm, spank that computer age. Anyway, um, yeah. So so that sale's happening today. What was the website again? It's, it's on Smashwords. Um, Smashwords. It's only on sale in Smashwords, but I mean, you can get it pretty much wherever books are sold online. Get it now. But yeah, go do that. Clip Critic Dick Dick, as always, has all of the ultimate fan pages, seriously, like Clue and Cluedo. Rags to Rich is the ultimate fan page. And you can meet him in person if you, and the ultimate rags. So anyway, meet him in person. Go buy jewelry from him. Lots of jewelry, all the jewelry. If you want to spend money on people, spend it at. Hunters find jewelry in and you, just with whole, you guys just got a whole bunch of new diamonds and sapphires. Oh, really? We did, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. so it's really never been a better hard. time to let and, go. And as a, a friend and customer, they're really, really fun to work with. Like, they are. They're laid back. They're a lot of happy. Oh, that's fun. right. You went and played there recently. I go and play there and spend more money than I wanted to, but that's okay. Um, Richard is also a really, really, really good salesman, so be aware. Um, <laughs> so come with like an extra couple hundred, just like assume that he's going to talk you into spending it. It's fine. They have credit. They involve financing. I'm just kidding. They, they do. They do. They have financing. They have financing and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, um, shit. So, yeah. But no, it, it, in, all, in all seriousness, definitely, if you're in the area or want to make the, the drive over, come come check them out because they they got really good stuff. If you want to just talk about movies, I'll do that too. That's and, true. Yeah, and also like just ask him questions about anything movie related and for hours we'll be happy to discuss it and fight you over it. If you would like to or feel so inclined, I do also have a page. It's Recovery in Color VT on Facebook where I talk about, um, you know, my experience in recovery and how to stumble your way through it. And really not how to stumble your way through it, just how I stumbled my ass through it. And and maybe there might be something that might help you, but we're all flying pretty blind in that one. But go check it out if you want. There's videos, there's new ones going up. I think my next one will be about being prone to quick and intense infatuation. So if that's something you are interested in talking about or hearing me talk about, come over to that page. Like you have with Marcella's shoes that'll wear off in like two days. You don't know anything about anything. It's not a phase, Dad. <laughs> oh, one more thing, too. Well, two more things because one, you guys should me. still have a week left to go watch everything everywhere all at once before it wins. And um, one thing I didn't mention at the Saga Wars, they brought to light that James Hong, the grandfather in the film, has been acting for 70 years. Wow. He got his SAG card in 1950. Wow, that's amazing. His first movie was with Clark Gable. Holy cow. Truly a veteran. He does not look like 97 years old. No. No. That's insanity. Yeah. Uh, Come talk to us on our Discord. 94. He was born 1929. Holy cow. Okay, I know there's a lot of like negative stereotypes when it comes to like Asian cultures and whatnot, but their longevity. Oh dude, they live forever and they age yeah. backwards. It's wild. I uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 
None of those. None of that cast looked their age. No, no, no. no. Don't, they stay young forever, and then all of a sudden turn into old people who know the answers of the universe. It's insanity. Yes. It's um, it's amazing. <laughs> it is well, and we're like we thank them for this like wonderful thing that came out. It's everything everywhere is a blast to watch. Go watch it. Go watch it Marcel too if you want to. It's adorable. But everything everywhere is way more entertaining. It's so funny. Yeah, go go watch these movies and then argue your opinions with our opinions because that's what we like to see. Absolutely. And then like come on Discord and argue with us or tell us what you liked about us and please rate us. Rate us. It puts the uh, it pushes the algorithm. Please, please, please. Even if you write something, we love you extra, extra, extra much. And if you didn't like us, um, message Richard because he's not sensitive like me and Keller. Yeah, please don't mention. <laughs> don't talk to us about it. We don't want to hear it. Message Richard. He he will be the one that's like, that's okay. Fuck you. Um, we're yeah, really like, yeah. you hate us. <laughs> we are squishy, but that's. Yeah. I think we made it. All right. We love you all so much. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Hey guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.